Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the show. I'm Chance Ellison. I'm Russell Howell. And this is Toys by Chance, where we come and talk all things movies, television, streaming, all that good shit. Uh, this week, we decided to venture to the realm of uncomfortable. As we decided to take a look at a movie that would, some would consider problematic. Uh, that movie we're looking at is one Animal House. Which, I mean, on the problematic scale, not the worst you could have gotten. Yeah, I mean, there. I mean, there's a couple scenes outside of that. Though. I mean, it's a well, your typical. We'll, 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 we'll get film. Uh, we'll get we'll get fully into that when we review the film. But uh, for right now, not a year segment because I want to take some time to talk about talk about a show that I've been watching that I think more people should check out if you haven't, uh, and that is one Steven Universe. Uh, I you know. I watch I watch a lot of movies for the sake of competing, <laughs> and uh, whenever I take a break, I like to you know mix up with something a little lighter, a little more fun. So I turn to I turn, I turn to cartoons a lot. Uh, Steven Universe is one I heard a lot about, so I started watching it, and it's actually like a surprisingly like, it, it, it's it's a fantastic show. Uh, it's about this it's about this boy who's he's half human, half alien. Uh, he. Uh, he's part of a race of these aliens who are like conquerors, but there's like one splinter cell of like rebels who didn't agree with the way things were done, so they turned against their home world, and now they're basically refugees living on Earth. And it was like, based okay. by the adventures they have, which I know sounds like prototypical for like cartoon, but honestly, this one gets like it's surprisingly deep. Like it gets into things like identity and surprisingly enough sexuality. Like it's like a very like LGBT heavy cartoon. And I think that, like, the creator, Rebecca Sugar, said, like, it's important to have the kind of representation in television, especially kids' television, so kind of, like, normalize it. And I absolutely agree. And they do it in a way where, like, when it starts off, it's, like, very, like, light, like, very, like, you know, problem of the week type of thing. But then, like, as it goes on, it gets, it gets like, incredibly heavy <laughs> and, inc- and incredibly great. The animation's good. It's got great writing behind it. The voice acting's really good. Uh, I I would recommend any parents with small kids check it out, but e- even like adults, I would recommend watching the show because I think it's a uh, one that's enjoyable on all levels. So Steven Universe on Hulu and HBO Max. If you have either services, I highly encourage you to check it out. Like Russell, I I, I would recommend you showing that to to Ella because I think she re- I think she'd really enjoy it. Yeah, I have to have to write that. I, I wrote that down. Hulu. Yeah. How many episodes uh, are there? So it's. It's a hundred. It's like a hundred and sixty or five seasons, but like they're they're really short. Like most of them are only okay. like ten minutes. Okay. Yeah. So you have to check it out. Yeah, it's got some great voice acting, and if you, and if you need more selling point, uh, Adele, not Adele, Estelle uh, of, of American Boy fame is is a, one of the. She's one of the main oh, cast members. I mean, I mean, we all know Estelle. They're just they're just selling point right there. Done. Uh, it's a done deal. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that's gonna do it for us. That's gonna do it for that. Like I said, check it, check it out when you get a chance. For right now, we are going into our trailer talk. First one we're talking, first trailer we're talking about is for Kajillionaire. Kajillionaire uh, is Kajillionaire uh, is a movie coming out. It stars Evan Rachel Wood of uh, Thirteen fame and Westworld, which are both we're both, we're both pretty fans of her. It's about two con artists who spent ten, 26 years training their only daughter to swindle, scam, and steal, at steal at every turn. Uh, d- during a desperate and hastily conceived heist, they're 
they charm a stranger into joining them only to have their entire world turned upside down. Uh, cast includes, uh, like we said, Evan Rachel Wood, Gina Rodriguez, Richard Jenkins, Deborah Winger, Divine Joy Randolph. So if you're a big fan of uh, Dolomite is my name, this is, I'm, yeah, no, I'm like, is, is my name is Dolomite? Dolomite is my name. It, it is Dolomite is my name. Uh, she's in this movie as, as well. What did you think of the trailer for Kajillionaire? I liked it. I did, too. Um, I, did. I, th- I thought Richard Jenkins was really good in the uh, in the trailer. It looks like he's going to be really good in the movie. Um, and I didn't even realize I was Evan Rachel Wood till the end. Yeah. It was because it said starring Evan Rachel Wood. I'm like, are you serious? Because, like, she did, like, a what was, like, an accent or did something, like, different with her voice, obviously. And I had no idea it was her. But, uh, yeah, it looks really good. Absolutely. I, I, think, it's, I, think, I think it looks really interesting. Uh, directed by Miranda July, who, I wonder what else she's, I wonder what else she's done. Uh, let's see. Uh, me, okay, I've heard of this. I, I haven't seen it, but me, you, and everyone we know, one with John Hawks. I did, I did, I've heard of that. I haven't seen it. Yeah, so this is like her first. She hasn't made a movie in a, in a long time. Because the last one was The Future in 2011. So yeah, it's been a while since she's actually like done, she's just directed a movie, but she looks like she's back. She's back. And uh, she got one that looks really good. Is getting good reviews. At, got good reviews out of Sundance, which is exciting. So yeah, definitely, definitely looking forward to seeing this. Currently set for September eighteenth, twenty twenty release. Gonna put my money on it. Goes to VOD. Yeah, it looks like one of those ones that are gonna go. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, either way, uh, definitely looking forward to seeing that one whenever it drops. Another one I'm bizarrely looking forward to is Honest Thief. Uh, so Honest Thief is a Liam Neeson crime action joint, which may as well be its own genre on Netflix. He's done enough of them. He's done enough. Uh, and it's about a guy who uh, is stolen... You know what? We look up we look up the Google description, it says 7 million, but they very clearly say 9 million in the trailer. So already inconsistencies. We'll meet halfway. We'll meet, 8 million. Yeah. Uh, it, st- it stars uh, him... Who uh, he plays a, a, a guy who made a fortune robbing banks, but then he meets Kate, Kate Walsh of Private Practice and Grey's Anatomy fame, uh, who decided that you know he said like, he's in love, so he wants to give it all up. So he decides to turn himself in, but gasp, the two FBI agents who go who he, who he confesses to decide to take the money for themselves. So they, they rob him. They shoot. They shoot Robert Patrick. So spoiler alert: he dies no. in this movie. They shoot Robert all Patrick. These, all these then, coincidences. Uh, they well, yeah, and then they uh, you know they decide to just go off, and it's big like you know trying to get him to confess and clear his name and be with the woman he loves. So I, it doesn't look like a typical Liam Neeson action joint, yes, but I I think I'm I kind of excited for it. I, I won't watch. I like I like. Liam Neeson in movies like this. He's kind of, he's had a whole second wind of his yeah. career because of movies like this. Hey, who would have thought Taken would have just blew up this whole entire different like Liam Neeson genres? You know, yeah, the, um, the Liam Neeson yeah, ass kicking Yeah, I'm on board with it just because. Yeah, kind of what you said, man. I just I like this whole resurgence of his back end of his career with these types of films. I mean, I could care less if they're all the same. They're fun to watch. And uh, I'm looking forward to Liam Neeson beating up Jai Courtney, who plays the FBI agent who is, who's uh, you know b- running this whole scheme. As that's gonna be nice. Yeah, it should be good. It should be good. That uh, yeah, that is super funny. But uh, yeah, should be should be good. Yeah, at least uh, it's very least enjoyable. Um, this movie set for October 9th, 2020 release. Keep a lookout for it. 
and the last one we're talking about because this is a odd trailer. Because uh, it's for well, it's for a straight to DVD animated movie, which we don't usually talk about, but this is a big one. It's for Batman: Death in the Family, uh, based on the comic of the same name. Uh, the, yeah, based on the comic of the same name, it follows. Uh, it follows Batman uh, as the you know the Joker tries to kill Jason Todd and all the the aftermath before and the after of what happened. Uh, so. Yeah, uh, the interesting thing about this movie is the fact that it's actually a choose-your-own-adventure movie, which have really blown up over the past couple of years. Like Bandersnatch, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt on Netflix got a got a choose-your-own-adventure thing. There's, a bunch of, there's like a Netflix kids show, one of those like survival shows is a choose-your-own-adventure. Um, yeah, uh, I'm not sure because like I've you clearly haven't re- haven't read the story. Uh, I have. I'm not sure if this format suits for that for this kind of thing although i will say it is a nice throwback because i probably didn't know this <laughs> in uh when uh the when this was decision on the table it actually put up to fans to decide whether or not robin was gonna die uh yeah they, they made it their decision because oh, okay. and i think it was like overwhelmingly to kill him because no one liked jason todd uh <laughs> So yeah, that's coming out. Uh, it's actually kind of a sort of a proto sequel to Batman Under the Red Hood, which is actually one of the better Batman movies. If you haven't seen it, check it out. Uh, Bruce Greenwood was re- returning as Batman. Uh, John DeMaggio coming back as the Joker. They did not get Jensen Ackles to come back for Jason Todd, but you know he, that w- wouldn't make any sense. So Russell, what do you think of the trailer for Death in the Family? Yeah, for something I don't usually watch, um, the whole interactive movie type uh, thing kind of kind of got me kind of curious. Um, the animation looks pretty good. I don't know. I think it looks kind of fun. I mean, like, like again, I, I didn't read the uh, the comic series. I, I've definitely heard of it, but um, it looks fun. Uh, I might check it out just for that because I think like you know, choose your own type of thing, like that Bandersnatch like thing that was fun. Um, it, it gives you something to do. You know what I mean? I, I think it looks fun. Have we have Oh, what was it? What was I gonna ask? I I I totally, I totally forgot. Um, but yeah, I think that it looks it looks interesting enough. I oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I remember now. Did you notice that there's like a like a very the difference in quality of animation in this trailer? <laughs> like from like from yeah, scene to it, scene, the animation yeah. quality changes. Oh, absolutely. That and the fact that what I think it said rated R at the beginning of the trailer. Did it? Which 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 I saw, yeah. Like I I don't know. I, maybe it was where I watched it at, but it's it it totally said like that was the other thing that was super weird. It was like yeah, rated R. I wonder if it's gonna be like Killing Joke rated R or like actually rated R because I don't know if you saw the Killing Joke. It was rated R, but like there's nothing that R about it. I mean, I, that's I, what I that's what I was confused about because I I totally I totally looked it up and it said like. You know, when I put the trailer on, it said like it had the green screen come on. It said, uh, company, you know, the you know trailer's been rated R, blah blah blah. Or the movie's been rated R. I'm like, what? I'm the guy. I'm the goddamn Batman. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm like, uh, I don't understand why, but yeah. Uh, either way, I think it looks it looks interesting enough that I'll probably give it a watch. I actually hope I do hope this goes to the HBO Max streaming service because that would be an ideal way to watch it, at least for me. Although I don't know how it's going to work, considering most people who use it have to use a Chromecast, because again, dickheads aren't on uh, Roku or Amazon. But that's an issue there. I don't understand why we can't get. Why can't we just get the Roku already? Please, 
At least, at least Seriously. give us a Roku. Give us one. Seriously. Uh, but another day, another day, another wait on HBO Max on other services. Uh, so yeah, that's gonna. But the, yeah, Batman: Death of Family. Did you, did you see the release date on this thing? Because I, I completely forgot. I didn't. I think um, they just said 2020. Let me see. I, I feel I want to venture. It's it's soon. Probably. It says October 13th, 2020. 13th, okay. So, yeah, if you're interested in that, you can definitely go check it out. Uh, and, and that's going to do it for our trailer talk, which means we now move on to Notorious News. And we got some weird stories today, Russell. Some weird stories. Uh, first of which we have to start off Buckle with our, you know, sad title. We actually had, like, a lot of, lot of high-profile deaths. Uh, first of which is uh, Olivia de Havilland, who was a classic film star, She's over, like, I think it was like 104 years old. Which is yeah, she was like 104. Which is fucking wild that someone can like be on this planet for that long. Uh, and she's actually like a very like big. She's a very big influence on Hollywood because she was involved in like a very like high profile lawsuit, in which because mm-hmm. you see like when in, in old in old Hollywood like you you got signed actually New Hollywood also you got signed to a certain amount of films. That for, for studio, which, is, which they still do, but it's not as like drastic as this. And you know, she she got offered roles that she didn't want to take, that she that she didn't yeah. find interesting. So she didn't take them. But the studio construed can, can that as work stoppage, which resulted in them yeah. adding more time to her contract. So she took that to court. She won, which is great, and it kind of helped other actors, you know, get the studio claws out of their back. So she was a massive. Massive influence in Hollywood, so uh, yeah, I, I don't think people, enough people like recognize who she is. Nishik, she was a she was a phenomenally talented actress, multiple, multiple, for sure. Oscar, multiple Oscar winner. Well, for sure, and that 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 you know, like how you were mentioning, that's back in the day when like Hollywood like quote unquote owned you. You know what I mean? Like you were owned by Hollywood. Right. You know, you had to do certain things, and yeah, she kind of helped break out of all that. So she was definitely a pioneer in that that movement. Absolutely. Uh, other, let's see, another death we had, and uh, this isn't not huge in movies, but definitely entertainment. Uh, Regis Philbin passed away recently. He was 88 years old. Uh, a lot of people recognize him for a lot of things. I recognize him from uh, Live with Regis and Kelly. That's where I, that's, you know, that's where I come from. I recognize him from <laughs> Live with Regis and Kathy, Live with Regis and Kathy Lee, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Several, several things in the past, and a guy actually has. He holds the record for most hours spent in front of a te- spent on television, over sixteen thousand hours, against on his career, which Jeez. is fucking nuts. And yeah, I mean, I was always a huge fan of the guy. I loved his energy. He was he was always super super funny. It was always great to see him on TV. It's, it was sad to me when he retired, because yeah. he was like, oh man, I gotta now now I gotta find someone else to watch in the morning. Uh, but yeah, we just we just feel it, man. Talk 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 to talk to us about uh, you know what 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 what's you remember him for? Uh, Re- Regis and Kathy, I remember that um, for sure. I, I do remember that. That's a little bit more my age. Um, I, I definitely remember when he was with um, uh, Regis and Ke- uh, Kelly Ripa, and then I obviously remembered the uh, the whole inception of uh, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. I remember how huge that yeah. game show was when it first came out. Um, and the thing about him that I liked was that he was just so, um, 
just he just he he just flowed like you know what I mean. I, he never really like fumbled up a lot. You know oh no, mean? he was just a natural. He, he was he was camera. a he was a true professional. And yeah, he was he, he was definitely had, a natural. He always had this energy to him, and it was like infectious. Mm-hmm. Cause you saw yeah. like everyone or like anytime he was on TV, like you like you like you got excited just watching because he was always just he was always just so happy with what he was doing. And I just remember like Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, how he would like rope you into the suspense of the show. You know what I mean? Oh, he, he, was, he was great at that. Um, He's great at that. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Uh so yeah, uh, rest in peace, sir. You your legacy will never be forgotten. Uh, and the last celebrity death, and this one, this one hurts really bad. Cause I was actually just watching the, the thing not too long ago. Wilford Brimley, uh, passed away a few days ago. Uh, people were like, that from the thing, uh, his, <laughs> his diabetes commercials, which. Is that, is that sad that he's going to be, re- he's going to be remembered for that, man. <laughs> if you haven't I mean, seen, like, if you haven't seen the Wilford Brimley diabetes commercial, my God, go, go find them. They're, oh man, they're, they're, they're such a joy. They're amazing. But again, okay, aside from that, the guy was a great actor. He really was. I mean, you look at you you look at the work he did. Like I said, uh, you got the thing, Cocoon, the Firm, the Natural, uh, uh, hard. I think yeah, Hard Target, which gave us a glorious shot of him riding away from an exploding barn on a horse. Uh, yeah, the guy was in so many, so many movies. And then he also did what the uh, Quaker Oats Quaker oatmeal. Oats commercials, yeah. Got an entire generation to eat oatmeal. Oh, uh, he's also I will forget that he was in the the uh, the Ewok movies, uh, Battle for Endor, and he might have been in Caravan of, oh, Caravan of Courage. Oh my God, yes, he was. And <laughs> it's funny, yes, he was. Uh, he I... might be the only person to ever maybe say the word "fuck" in a Star Wars film, because there's a scene where he's like at a panel, so... and he's like "fuck." I, I you don't I don't know if that's what he said, but that's what it sounds like. Oh man! So he might live in the Star Wars lexicon by being the only person to like verbally swear. That's yeah. funny. Uh, but yeah, Wolf, Wolf of Brimley, ph- phenomenal actor, one of the greatest mustaches in the game. Oh, perfect mustache! Man. Perfect mustache. Uh, yeah, uh, Wolf of Brimley, you you're un- you're unforgettable. And if nothing else, your legacy will be your picture of you riding off an explosion on a horse. <laughs> but no, you're you're a great actor, and you'll be, you'll be missed. Uh, now we move on to the rest of our news stories. First of which is uh, news we did not think we'd ever hear, at least when we saw the first trailer. Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog, the sequel, is coming. It's gotten a release date. Let me let me find that here real quick. Uh, release of. May twenty eighth. Oh wait, no. It's, I'm sorry. April eighth. May twenty eighth. When it, May twenty eighth when it was announced. It's uh, it, the sequel has been dated for April eighth, twenty twenty two. I think the creative team is coming back for it. Like Tim Miller is going to be returning as an executive, uh, as well as some higher up at Sony. No word on whether or not Jeff Fowler is. Oh yeah, Fowler is returning as director. Uh, so I mean, yeah, this is news we didn't think we'd hear, especially after seeing the first trailer, which looked like. A complete pile of garbage. It did. But then we saw the movie. It's actually, it's actually, what wasn't too bad. It's actually, kind of fun. Yeah, I mean, it, it was, and that's the crazy part about it. I'm glad that it did so well in the theater to kind of warrant the whole like delays and stuff like that, and the reshoots that they had to do with the whole CGI and, and the whole debacle with that. But um, they took they took heed on what you know the audience, what you know we the fans were just kind of like 
tweeting out, and they they took it and ran with it. And yeah, good for them. Yeah, I mean, I appreciate that they took the time to, you know, go in and fix this because, yeah. and it paid off for them because a lot more people saw the movie because, you know, they had a recognizable Sonic in it. And yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that helped. <laughs> it did. And uh, yeah, I'm actually, looking, I'm, I, I do hope the sequel embraces more like the Sonic world. Like we, we got spoiler, we got Tails at the end, at the end of the second movie or the, at the end of the first movie, implying that he's going to be in the second uh, yeah, I mean, so if you're if you're a fan of Sonic, it's not a surprise. I mean, I mean, yeah, it's not. But like, they should have waited for the sequel to do that. I'll say that should have been off the bat. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like let's let, let's go to the Sonic world. Let's get like let's get let's get Knuckles. Let's get Shadow. Let's get Amy Rose. Like, yeah, let's bring in some more of the Sonic mythos. Like, I, I that's that's the thing I that's the thing I don't like when they do like these movies based on like video games, cartoons, where they're just like, oh, we got this, we got this like cool world. We can set the movie in. Let's, We're gonna set it in. Let's bring uh, yeah. him, Let's bring him to Chicago. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, that's because James Marsden, man. It's all about like hop and stuff like that, dude. He has to, he has to have that type of stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, Mar- yeah. Marsden got it. He, he got he got it rough, but hey, he's getting a sequel. He may not have been in once upon a time in Hollywood, but he is going to be in the sequel to this. Man, boy, how how far his career dropped. You ever hear about his role in that movie? In which one? In Hollywood. Uh. Uh-uh. He he was playing Burt Reynolds. That's what I did here. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and like the whole thing was like he like Rick Dalton was getting all the roles that Burt Reynolds was getting. Okay. Because like the episode FBI he was on, Burt Reynolds was on that episode, and that that was his role. Okay. So yeah, that was cool. I would have liked to see him in the movie just because I like James Martin as an actor a lot. <laughs> I do too, because I really do. Like I love him. Like I think he really shows up like in Straw Dogs. I really like the remake of Straw Dogs that he did. He is good at Straw Dogs. He's, he's got a lot of stuff. He's just like I feel like he, I feel he's really underappreciated. He is, but I feel like he's just been in shit like the last like back. I'd say probably like the last what ten ten years. It's been a lot. His, like his, his, you, his resume he's, is not yeah. great, but he, he's, ne- he's never he's never the problem with the movies he's in. It's always no. Like, he's because he tries. Yeah, he tries. Uh, but yeah, uh, Sonic Two. If you're looking forward to that, uh, he's coming. Uh, next thing we're talking about is speaking of return. Speaking of returning, uh, it was confirmed via her Instagram. Courtney Cox is returning as Gail Weathers in Scream Five. So we got two thirds of the main cast already set to return. We're just waiting on Nev Campbell, who I'd be I'd be shocked if she didn't come back because what's she doing? She's coming back. There's no, I mean, she's going to be a skyscraper too. Uh, that's true. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> she's she's gonna be in, in Skyscraper Two Tower. That was such a rest. Uh, you, you know how they when, when you're just watching, you're like, "Damn, it's just so random to see Nev Campbell as the Rock's like wife or whatever, girlfriend or wife or whatever." I'm like, "What?" Yeah, but, she, but she's like she has she has been huge enough as Nev Campbell. I think she's a good actress, but she has been huge in oh, she was so long. She was tor- and that's the other thing. It's 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 a shame that like. Obviously, Scream, like, obviously, like, Party of Five and Scream, like, really, you know, showcased her. But it was, like, kind of how what we say about these actresses. It's it's, it's kind of, like, crazy that her, her light, like, dwindled so fast. Like, if you take the Scream franchise out, Nev Campbell, like, you don't even, like, really recognize her from anything. Not really, no. You know? Uh, but, but, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Scream, Scream 5. She'll be back. She'll be, she'll be back. But either way, I'm excited to, I'm excited to see... That he's returning, and I, I bet they have to have like a cool concept, right? Because I don't think I don't think all these people would come back because that, 
I, I don't. I think it's because the fact that this franchise was just so tied to Wes Craven. It's not, it's not like yeah. Nightmare, where like he he did the first one and came back for a sequel. He did every movie. No, in he this, did all. He did every movie in this franchise. Like this. Which well, hope that Courtney Cox's hair is better than it was in Scream Three. Yeah, yeah, that was that was her worst hair of all the screams. Oof, Eesh, it was bad. It was real bad. Really bad. <laughs> uh, real bad. But yeah, uh, excited, excited to see uh, Scream Five. But they have a really cool concept, and I can't wait to watch it whenever it comes out. Uh, bring ne- Randy back. Hashtag bring hashtag, Randy back. Hashtag hashtag save Randy. Jeez, I'm st- I'm still pissed about that man. That was my favorite character in the movie. So much, like 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 I said, we'll talk about it more. He should he should have been the character to make it all the way to the, like, it, like at least like you don't you don't have to survive him to four, but like at least at least let him survive till three. Yeah, but my thing is, you really you could have killed Gail off. I mean, she wasn't one of you could have killed Gail off. Necessary. You could have killed Gail. You could have killed Gail or Dewey, but you killed Randy. The one Dewey. Been. Yeah, I'm like seriously. The, the the movie nerd that was like literally giving you like a handbook of how to survive a horror movie really yeah that, I, it, he deserved better he, he deserved did. better he did at, at at least at least kill him in three seriously like at least let him ride that out for a little bit Dewey Dewey and Gale could have totally went in either of those movies yeah for sure uh, I was really surprised they both survived, they both survived four I thought one of them was gonna kick him for sure. So I really did too I I thought for sure one of the OGs were gonna go. It was really, you and know, really, and well, I mean, you know, yeah, but really, not really, none of them did. Yeah. Uh, next door, we're talking about is uh, the fact that we are getting a Splinter Cell animated series from John Wick writer Derek Kolstad. Uh, Splinter Cell is a video game about a former U.S. Marine Navy SEAL, Sam Fisher, who's recruited by the by the NSA to work for agency for agency's mysterious third echelon division. Where he must survive a number of Black Ops missions requiring deadly tactics. So it was kind of like like a like a stealth type, you know, assassin game. And this has been in development for a, a long time. Like it got really close. Like Tom Hardy was gonna was gonna star in it at one point. Uh, it, it was like it, it's been like a back and forth process to get this done. But now we're getting this as an, an animated show, which is interesting because it seems like it seems like a property like. It's not like a whole lot of fantastical elements. It's simply a property like the board been well suited for live action. So, I mean, yeah. Since when you hear this premise and you hear the fact that it's animated, does this like you know raise any like question marks above your head? No, just kind of what you said. I mean, it's not anything lavish to where they would have to rely heavily on animation. You know what I mean? You could totally live action it. There's really nothing really holding you back. It's just a, you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I I wouldn't have. I don't know if I would have gone that route. You easily could have made a live action film from the premise of the video game series. But you hear that premise, and you hear the fact that uh, you know we're getting Derek Colstad on this, who also was working on Falcon Winter Soldier. Uh, you know, does that get you interested in the series or the game? I mean, I remember playing the game a long time ago. I I, I remember. I oh, you, oh, you did play this game. Yeah, but like honestly, it was one of the ones I played it a little bit. It wasn't anything that I, you know, what I mean, I think I played it for PS2. It was it was like a, it was a while ago. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I'll I'll give it a shot. I do remember it a little bit. Nothing, you know, obviously anything that really sticking in my head. But I, I totally did play the one of the games before. Right, right. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's 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 an interesting direction to go for this for, but uh, to go to go with this, but you know, I'm I'm, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued enough to ch- to check it out, especially with that with that kind of creation behind it. And may- maybe you give Tom Hardy a voice role since he never got to play the character in live action. 
It's a, it's a nice uh, consolation prize. Yeah. Uh, next show we're talking about is the fact that Tom Cruise's space movie is really ramping up. Like, this is a real thing that's happening. And it's it's kind legit, of blowing my man. mind. Like, first of which, re- regular Tom Cruise collaborator, Chris, Chris McQuarrie, he's, he's on to be producer on this thing. And they've gotten a budget of $200 million. Which, I mean, considering mo- what most space missions cost, this seems like nothing. Yeah. Like, do you do you know how much like, people listen? Do you know how much it costs to send something into space? Like, it costs a, a lot of money. Yeah. But now you're sending like a good sized film crew up there, so it's crazy to me because like you know we already had Tom Cruise is gonna star, Doug Liman is gonna direct. I curious how it's gonna go because like are they just sending Tom into space? Are they sending like a crew? Is Doug Liman going? Because essentially, you essentially have to train these all all these people to be astronauts. So crazy. <laughs> it's it's so it's 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 wild, man. It it really is wild. But yeah, but I uh, absolutely want to watch it. Yeah, I so want to <laughs> see this. Yeah, I absolutely want to watch it, though. I mean this this is gonna get some this is gonna get some kind of Oscar, right? Whether it's like whether it's like a special achievement or like the visual to. effects, because like it's groundbreaking and the fact that they're doing something that's really never been done. Yeah, like, you, you you can't make a movie like this and not get an Oscar because like you, you cannot change the fabric of filmmaking. You cannot push the boundaries of filmmaking without getting some kind of recognition for it. Yeah, and plus this movie will be in the. You know the lexicon as like the you know the first movie fully the, the shot tra- space. the trend the trendsetter yeah yeah I mean who knows what 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 from there you know who knows what happens from there do we we start to see uh, you know a surgeons and um, you know movies filmed in outer space I mean it's difficult because of the fact how you said it's just so damn expensive and the fact that you got to train these guys like astronauts you got to go through a huge you know rigmarole I'm sure for all that type of you know training and stuff like that so it's it's pretty uh pretty pricey for all that but i mean hey i'm totally down to watch it though oh yeah i definitely i definitely want to see it uh next what we're talking about is uh uh a a movie based on a documentary it's a movie called scotty and the secret history of hollywood and the film focuses on scotty bowers a world war ii marine combat veteran who fought at the battle of iwo jima and became a legendary bisexual male hustler and data ranger for gay Hollywood movie stars from the 40s until the beginning of the AIDS epidemic in the 80s. So hear that premise. I love that premise. But... Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm totally, like, yeah. Take, that, that take a listen so to this... Crea- take a listen to this creative team, though, because this just gets stranger and stranger. So we got a director, Luca Guadagnino, who, okay. who's really good for a story like this, and writers... Yeah, yeah. But writers, Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg, are penning the script. Jeez, yeah. So I I never thought I'd see the day where Luca Guadagnino and Seth Rogen be working together on a movie. Yeah, that's an odd pairing, but I mean, okay. Yeah, but either way, I'm, I'm based on that premise alone. I'm excited to see this movie. Yeah, I, I definitely like the premise of it. It's definitely uh, intriguing. Yeah, I haven't seen the documentary, but definitely looking forward to looking forward to that coming out, especially because you know I like the creative team. I think Seth Seth and Evan are they, they're fantastic writers. And uh, Luke Guadagnino is a really good director. So, yeah, definitely looking forward to seeing that whenever it comes out. Uh, I can't remember what studio. I, let me see if I can find what studio was behind this. Uh, I, I, no, I can't do that. I, I moving on, moving on. We have other things to talk about. This is where we get into like, the, weird, the weird premise movies of the day. First of which is uh, Jordan Peele and, e- and Easter Ray are teaming up for a sci-fi horror movie, Sink, Sinkhole, which landed at Universal. 
Uh, the movie is about a young family who moves into their dream house, which is plagued by a mysterious sinkhole in the backyard that manages to fix broken things. Uh, but the story, based on a short story, the story asks, what what happened if you threw a person in there? So basically, you throw a person in there, and all like the things that, all the things that ensue. Uh, they're both they're both producing this. No word on whether or not Issa Rae is going to direct it. Uh, yeah, uh, no word on whether or not any production, uh, like, who's doing any of this. Like, who's no 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 writer, no director, uh, no nothing on this yet. But yeah, so you hear that premise, and you hear this production team. Like, what what what, what do you make of it? You excited? I mean, it sounds yeah yeah for sure. It sounds something like totally different. So I like it in, in that aspect. I mean, it definitely sounds interesting from the whole entire concept of it. So, uh, yeah, I definitely would be on board. Yeah, for sure. I think that – I think it's interesting. And, uh, like, you know, Jordan Peele's producing record is actually, actually, actually really good so far. I mean, he hasn't produced a whole lot, but the, stu- the stuff that he's done has been stand out. And I, I, I do wonder when he's going to make another movie. I really want him to make another movie. Yeah, I mean, the, the wait for, a, you know, a third film is just uh, – Especially with all this COVID stuff, who knows when it's gonna happen? He's had time to. He's had time to. He's to had time something. to think about it. I mean, he's had he's had a lot of time to think about it. Absolutely. Uh, now, next we were talking about is for uh, Amy Adams' next next joint Atlanta is a movie called Night Bitch. Okay. <laughs> uh, this movie is about. Uh, <laughs> let me see if I can find. Oh yeah, here we go. Uh, the absurd and feral truth of motherhood, Night Bitch, is described as a darkly comedic story about an un, an unnamed woman and former artist who was thrust into a, into stay-at-home domesticity after the birth of her son, who becomes increasingly worried that she may be turning into a dog. Okay. Like, something something in there, it, it didn't line up. Yeah, I, okay. Uh, but, yeah, Amy, Amy Adams, maybe or maybe not turning into a dog. All right. Uh, it's apparently based on a novel that I don't want to read because I I don't want to know if she's turning into a dog. It's Atlanta and and uh, Pierna, but you hear that premise. What 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 do you think? Sure. I mean, Amy Adams is a great actress. I mean, probably one of the most solid actresses at working that doesn't have an Oscar at this point. Uh, um, as far ton- as as far as working actresses, yeah, I would say she's probably working top. actress. Yeah, for sure. Um, tons of you know nominations to her name. But um, nothing to show for. It. But I mean, she's always put in solid work with that. You know, whatever she's been associated with anything. So, uh, yeah. I mean, the premise seems a little weird, but uh, I'm kind of curious enough just to see if she turns into a dog. I guess. I, sure. Uh, well, yeah. You, I, I'll watch it. You, you do realize that if she, if she gets one more nomination and loses, that she'll tie the record for most nominations for Best Supporting Actress without a win. No shit. So who who uh, who who set that? Thelma Thelma Ritter. She was nominated six times but never won. Because I was gonna say I know Amy Adams has five. She has five. Um, so if she gets nominated ta- for Best Supporting Actress again and loses, then she ties the record. How many times was DiCaprio nominated before he won? Um, I want to say The Revenant was his. I think it was his sixth because it was. All right, so he did the same thing then it, it five was, and then finally won. It was yeah. It was, it was Gilbert Grape, Aviator. Blood Diamond. Uh, Depart- de- Departed. No, no not, he, was, he was nominated for Departed. He was not nominated for Departed. Was it? No. Really? Uh, Wolf of Wall Street. There's one, there's one before, there's one before that, that. I'm not. Why, why am I blanking on it? Avi- Aviator. Not catch me if you can? No. 
Maybe, 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 it, maybe it was five. Or was it? Oh no! Not, it, not, it, it, it was. It was for. It was four before he won. He was. Yeah, he won on his fifth because he has. He has six nominations now because of Hollywood. But no, before he before he won, he, he okay. lost four times. Okay. So she's got so DiCaprio. Amy she's Adam. got DiCaprio beat. Okay, so she's okay. Yeah, because I know Amy Adams. What you had like she had doubt. Uh, um, the fighter. She June, was what? Junebug. The fighter, American Hustle. American, American Hustle. Hustle. Uh, Death the Fighter, Junebug. What's what? What are the what are the other two? Actually, um, Vice. Vice. There's 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 one, and then uh, she was not up for a rival, even though she, she should have been. I'm trying to think of another one. Uh, Matt, the master. That's, that's the other one. The master. I was gonna say it had to be a little bit older. Yeah. Yeah, but still, I mean, yeah, she's she's due, and uh, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm curious enough to see it. Now, my thing is, if she turns into a dog, do they make like a shared world with Tim Allen and the Shaggy Dog? All 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 the parent turns to a dog movies are in the same universe. <laughs> so we're we're gonna we're gonna do that now. The parent parents and the dog Avengers. Let's, let's, let's get that started. There you have it. I mean, it's a it's, it, it writes itself. Uh, so yeah, uh, we gotta look out for that whenever, whenever it drops. Cause I want to, I want to see that. <laughs> Something else I want to see is Disney and Pixar. They have announced their their next film titled Luca. Uh, and they, with the premise too. Uh, stop me if you heard this one before. Luca, set in a beautiful seaside town, in the Italian Riviera. The original animated feature is a coming of age story about one young boy experiencing an unforgettable summer filled with gelato, pasta, and endless scooter rides. Luca shares these adventures with his newfound best friend, but all that fun is threatened by a deeply held secret. He's a sea monster from another world just below the water's surface. Uh, moving on. Nice summer in Italy. Oh, yeah. Remember when I read that, I'm just like, huh? That's a, uh, that's a transition. <laughs> yeah, it's so weird. It's like, oh, he, it's, it's a nice boy having a nice summer with his, with his friend. Oh, by the way, he's a sea monster. Huh? Yeah. It's like, uh, excuse me? This, this, this sounds like Pixar's Call Me By Your Shape of Water. Yeah, call me by your shape of water. I like it, and I'm kind of into it. Yeah, I mean, for sure. Yeah, why I'm, not? Be be different. I mean, look, Me- Mexi- Mexicans, African Americans, and Me- Mexicans and African Americans have gotten their due in Pixar. It's time for the gays to get their movie. <laughs> let's get it done. Let's let's let, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I do think I do think it'd be nice for Pixar to do an LGBT an LGBT film because you know they they be great they be breaking like a ton of ground because they never they've never been like one aimed like for kids yeah. kids and families like that so i think i think that'd be nice yeah i mean if you're gonna do it now i mean now's the time to yeah. to do that i mean i think we i think we live in a society where we're willing to accept that and yeah uh it's set for a summer 2021 release hopefully we can finally go to the movies again by then yeah, without wearing a face mask would be tremendous. It would, it'd be, it'd be, that'd be fucking great. Uh, but, yeah, uh, definitely looking forward to that whenever it comes out. And uh, last story we're talking about is there is, we talked about how the uh, tenant got pulled, from, we say indefinitely. Uh, <laughs> days after that, they got He's a new... International. He's like... They, they got a new global release plan. So here's the tenant release plan going forward. So it will actually debut internationally first. Tentatively. Oh. So yeah, I don't know. I'll give you that one. So here, so here's the release, the release uh, schedule for tenant. 
So uh, August 26th, they'll open in places like France, Italy, South Korea, and the UK, among 20 other countries. Uh, the following day, it'll open in Australia, New Zealand, Canada, and Germany, among 15 other countries. Uh, day after that, it'll open in Norway, Spain, and Vietnam, as in addition to five other countries. September 3rd, it will open in select U.S. cities, so certain ones where theaters are open and COVID a little more under control. Uh, Kuwait and Qatar. After that, it'll go to Kazakhstan and Russia. And the last country it's slated to open for right now is Japan on September 18th, which is crazy to think that Japan's st- this started in Japan, right? Or China? Yeah. Started or most, China? Yeah. Well, one of those Asian countries. And now they yeah now they're you know good enough to open movies at China. So uh, TBD uh, the TBD dates for uh, China, Brazil, uh, South South Africa, India, Mexico, and South America. Uh, uh, I man, I so wish I could go to Canada to watch this. I'm yeah, we're relatively close to Canada, so I mean, hop the border to watch a movie. I'm yeah, I mean yeah, why not? But uh, yeah, that's crazy, man. I can't believe how you know how like long we're gonna have to go till we actually can see this film. Kind of crazy. Yeah, it's 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 nuts. The thing that we got into this to this point and. The China omission is still huge. Like we said, they're not, they're not allowing movies over two hours to to play there. That omission's huge because like, they're like a massive, massive market for movies now. But and my thing is, what's the difference, though? You're already having these people in a confined area, so what's the difference with the runtime? That's true. <laughs> if you give COVID more than two hours, then it'll get you. I mean, what, so two hours and one minute you can contract COVID? Like, I don't, I mean, I'm not quite sure. I yeah, mean, it, 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 it's I, weird, I know, but it, it's weird, but at the same time, they're doing a lot better with this virus than we are, so we probably shouldn't talk shit. Well, yeah, but then you can put people on airplanes for three hours and have them elbow to elbow. So, I mean, to me, it's just like, eh, it's like, where's where's the line drawn here? I just think we just, we just got to get better with this. I just want this shit to go away. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, you know. We'll we'll definitely see we'll definitely see how that goes, um, but yeah, uh, tenants. I mean, if it's in a theater near me, I'll probably go. I'll probably go see it. But the thing is, you have to think yeah, about it. Also, like, I wonder how like spoilers are going to work with this movie because if you look at it, that's the other thing. That's the other thing. Yeah, yeah. Like, is, is, are, are we going to get spoiled for this movie? Because it's going to open in give me give me, two, all, give me all these two other, all these other countries before it comes to us. Yeah, it'll open. It'll open in other countries about like go like two weeks before before we get a look at it. Or no, I'm sorry, a week, a week. I was looking at the wrong date. Yeah, so like the other countries will get it a week before we do. So I, I you got to be like be very careful if you don't want to, you know, just be spoiled. off social media. That's all. Basically, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, there's that, and yeah, I mean, I I'm still looking forward to it. I, I do want to see it. As much as we give no one hell. Oh, absolutely. Right, see so. it, we both want to see it. I want to get that taste of Dunkirk out of my mouth. So do I. <laughs> it's funny. I'm like, okay, I want to get the taste. I, I'm like, I saw Interstellar. I'm like, okay, I want to get these disappointment Dark Knight Rises out of my mouth. Then I saw, then yeah. I saw Interstellar. I'm like, okay, I want to watch Dunkirk to get the taste of Interstellar, Interstellar out of my mouth. And then I saw Dunkirk, and now I want to get the taste of that, that out of my mouth. It's just Dunkirk's going to be one that's going to be in there for a while, man. I just, uh, yeah, really, yeah, people I, praise that movie, and it's not that good. It's really not. Uh, anyway. Uh, but yeah. Anyway, so uh, tenant. So if you're in a country where it's opening, uh, good luck. Have fun. I mean, our, our buddies Jake and Michael can go watch this. It's for the twenty seventh. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Yeah, I bet they're pretty excited. Yeah, bastards. Uh, but either way, that's gonna do it for that's gonna do it for us. 
Which means we now move on to the movie of the week. And like we said, dun, dun, dun. like we said, we wanted to get a little problematic. So we decided to take a look at National Lampoon's Animal House, which I believe this was their first movie, wasn't it? it sounds I right. think it was. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Uh, yeah, it came out in 1978, had a cast that included uh, John Belushi, who was made, who was huge on SNL at the time. Uh, yeah. I mean, he's still, he's still huge now, but uh, yeah, the guy is, uh, had a, a, a cast of like a lot of like up and comers, guys who want to have like big careers, like Tom, like Tom Hulse was in the movie. Um, uh, who else? Uh, T- Tom Hulse is in it. Uh, Tim Matheson, who's still working. Of course, Kevin Bacon was on it. <laughs> Kevin Bacon, which that this might have been his film debut, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, because it said that what? Because we always associate it with Friday the Thirteenth, but like he was in this movie a little bit. Yeah, he 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 was at least he is on camera for a little bit. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, we said this movie is construed as problematic. So is is that accurate? How accurate is that assessment? Well, let's find out as we look at Animal House. Uh, this movie is set at Faber College. It's set in 1962. We meet two pledges, Larry Kroger, and I—I'll admit I forgot the name of the other one. I just know him by—I just know him by his his given name. Kent. 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 Yep. Okay, Kent. That's right. So they're trying to get into the, this big preppy faction. It's not going over well. So they go into the other faction, Delta House, where Kent is actually a legacy. So he's going to get in no matter what. So they get in, and this is like an amplified version of what people would think of when they think of a college frat. Like, yeah, the everyone's smoking, drinking. It's it, it's it's wild in there, but it honestly looks pretty fun. Yeah, it looks way more fun than Omega, their first uh, stop. Oh, yeah, I'd, I'd definitely rather go to this party. Absolutely. Like we said, we meet uh, John Belushi. We meet the chapter president, whose name I'm blanking on. Uh, the other major players, uh, Otter, played by Tim Matheson, uh, his, hom- his homie Boone. They're kind of like the, the higher ups, the higher ups in the frat. Uh, Karen, Karen Allen, who a very young Karen Allen, who, man, for, for like a good chunk of time, she didn't really age. No. Like she, like she looks exactly the same here as she will look in Raiders. It I know it's only yeah. four years, but still, like that can take a toll. And yeah, like from 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 actually, I'll, I'll point it this way: from Black Christmas in '74 to Raiders in eight in '81, she didn't age. Yeah, looked exactly the same. And even now, she's she's actually like in her in her older years, she's actually aged really well. She still looks yeah. great. I wish she was in more movies. When was the last time I saw Karen Allen in something? Was it was it Crystal Skull? Uh, might gonna have to get might have to just get in any other movie just to get that taste out of your mouth. Let me look. Get something else. Get Indy Five. Oh my lord! That's, seriously, it's just that's what that's an awful one to be. Yeah. Um, no, she she started in a couple other things. They're like small things though, like um, a dog year. She was a voice. Uh, white Irish drinkers. Um, she was in a couple TV movies. She was in a Blue Bloods episode. Another movie called Bad Hurt. Um, year by Sea in 2016. Um, and the last movie she was in was called Colwell from 2019. I mean, these are just like small, like no name movies that she didn't really hear of. And then she's, these little rinky dink movies. Yeah. And she's in a, um, TV series. that's actually still on. It's called 50 States of Fright. It's a TV series. I don't know. She plays a sheriff in it, but yeah. 
Okay, yeah. Like, let, let, let's get Karen Allen back in more stuff. I want seriously. See uh, but yeah. So uh, going on to the next day, uh, they uh, the head of the other preppy faction. Why say faction? Fraternity. Is uh, he's talking to the dean about the Delta House because the Delta House is the scourge of Faber College. Nobody likes those guys except for nobody likes them, but everybody likes them. Like the common people, the common people love them, but like yeah. the higher ups think they're. I mean, it's of course the standard story of oh they have fun, so they're you know they're bad. We don't like them. Like so, I said, kind of just like plays how this movie plays hand in hand with old school. So the dean is. I don't know who this is, but he has an awesome voice. He does. It's like it's like the prototype for Clancy Brown. Almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, I, I don't know that actor's name, but he sounds awesome. Uh, but yeah, so he puts them on double secret probation, which basically means they step out of line once, and they're, and they're fucked. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, yeah, so there's that. So that's kind of the conflict of the movie. And we go on to the next scene. They're picking their... The, the pledges that they want to put in. So uh, Larry gets in. He, he gets uh, sent into the faction. <laughs> and I do love... This one always gets a big laugh out of me. It's the scene where like oh, yeah. they're going on like, all right, Larry gets in. Next. And it's Cat's photo in there. It's like, ah! And people throw all this stuff in beer bottles and stuff. It's like, dude, this guy didn't bother anybody. <laughs> they're just hating on this guy. Yeah, it's 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 still funny. I, I do love this reaction. It is. It is funny though. Thing is though, they 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 can't like turn him away. They had to take him. It's like, he, dude, he's a legacy. He's he's automatically in. Yeah. So they 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 have to they they have to put they had to put him in. So just like hey, you know you know some of us weren't born in shit before we joined this faction. I look like look at Boone, like look look at Boone or Stork when he started. Yeah. They were they were nothing. So we 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 can let this guy in. Uh. So yeah, they both get in. They get ambushed. Spray with fire hoses. Basically. Anything because like, there weren't any there weren't any big frat comedies before this one was it what were there? This was like really the first one to start all this stuff. Not really, yeah. This kind of really started the ball for what we would see later on. Yeah, so like of course we have the initi- the initiation scene. Uh, Boone gets the name Pinto, uh, not Boone. I'm sorry, Larry gets the name Pinto, which is how I'll refer to him from now on. Uh, and uh, Kent gets the name Flounder, which is apparently something they thought about a lot. <laughs> it makes sense. Yeah. Played by Stephen first. It's actually quite good. This movie. Uh, yeah, uh, and again, they continue to have fun. And then you go over to like the the preppy frat, and it looks it looks awful. Yeah, it, it's it looks like a, like almost like a golf country club almost type thing. It's just so uh, it looks so stupid. But it, it looks like so culty. Like they're all wearing black robes and like their initiation. You have to get hit with a paddle. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's when Kevin Bacon's getting smacked in the yeah. When Kevin Bacon's getting like, getting like like getting his ass beat, literally. Yeah, literally getting his ass beat. Yeah, but yeah. So uh, you you very clearly know which faction, you, which fraternity you want to join. Oh yeah, you knew that before you even like the yeah. first ten minutes of the movie when you saw. We also meet the only form of of uh, class they have in this movie. Uh, it's literature taught by Professor Jennings, played by Donald Sutherland. Yeah. <laughs> Who is... We Another... Ra- what, so random. So random, but I do love his... Love it, though. I do love his reaction. He says what basically every college professor wants to say. We're just like, look, I, I know. This, I know you find the material boring. I find it boring, too. Yeah, so this shit is so boring. Nonetheless, we're going to have a test on it, though. <laughs> it's, cra- it's crazy that he, he had like a really good 78, because he had this and Body Snatch at the same year. 
And this yeah. this, this is like a this is like a really big hit. He had a really huge seventies. I think what wasn't Mash it was in the seventies too, wasn't it? Mash was the seventies, like nineteen seventy, like yeah. all the dot. So yeah. So he had a really good seventies. I mean, he's just been around so long. It just it's it's crazy thing how so, long he's so been. You can you can really imagine like this was the one like he was the actor like to give this one some <laughs> to give this one some selling power because he, he yeah. was huge in this decade. Like you know like we were like oh Donald Sutherland is awesome. Like you, you know yeah. that was the reaction when this came out. Oh for sure. Yeah, uh, so a lot of this is really just like the event, the adventures of these guys. Like for example, Larry, uh, not does Larry join R- ROTC or just Kent? I think just Kent. Just Kent. Yeah, uh, we meet the. Do you remember the name of the guy who ran who runs ROTC? The guy on the horse. Oh, man. They say his name a bunch. I keep in the movie. It's not Niedermeyer. It is Niedermeyer. Is it? Is it? Yes, yeah. Niedermeyer. Uh, Niedermeyer, who's just a massive, massive dick. <laughs> I do love the scene where, like, and, like and at the same time, like Boone and Otter just shooting, like hitting golf balls at him. Yeah, this part's funny. Yeah, yeah, like they they hit they hit uh, Niedermeyer in the head, and then like they hit his horse, <laughs> and so like and the he, horse like, he rides drags him. Yeah, just dragging him. Yeah, yeah, that's totally funny though. Props to the stunt, the stunt guy. Props to the animal training team, the stunt guy who were able to pull that off because it's not easy to get a horse to do that. <laughs> no. Yeah, it is, and it's. Absolutely painful when you get getting dragged by a horse. Seriously, I can only imagine how. Oh man. Yeah. So, uh, in the meantime, there's a whole subplot with uh, Boone trying to get Pinto laid. They go to see uh, Jennings at his house, which makes you realize he's the professor that you would really want because, like, they go to his house, they get high, they get high so, with him. They smoke weed with him. That's so cool. He's someone who's, who's he's someone who's like his comedic prowess gets it gets. Like, no one talks about it enough because Donald Sutherland's hilarious. He is. He really is, and that's the thing that, like, I guess we just like really showcase his whole entire, uh, you know, legacy as an actor. He can do so much. He's a chameleon. He can kind of get lost in any single, you know, what I mean, uh, role that he's in. Yeah, he's, he has such range. He's he's a, he's a fantastic actor. He's great. He's great in this. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah, so, uh, cut out to the next scene. Uh, uh, Flounder is. He's trying to take care of the horse, which is. Fuck it, it's fucking dangerous if you don't know what you're doing around a horse. Like that, that horse can fuck you up, dude. Especially because they're literally putting him in his like in his stall, and like he's he's like like kind of like kept in his stall to like pretty much like look after this horse. And you know, you don't know when the hell this horse is gonna go just ape shit and start kicking. Exactly. You it's, know. Yeah, it's it's dangerous as it's, it's risky as hell. But so then uh, there are two of their frats, uh, Bluto, like I said, played John Belushi, and D Day, played by Bruce McGill, a very young Bruce McGill. <laughs> Yeah, another you know an- another big guy in the mustache game. Oh yeah, his his mustache was on point in the film. I would say his mustache has been on point for the past like forty years. Oh yeah, although although he transitioned to the goatee, which also looks great. Uh, they decided to pull a prank on Niedermeyer, <laughs> and I do I do love. This oh, this scene. is hilarious! This is this is absolutely hilarious. Yeah, they they take the horse out, they put it in the dean's office, and then they give <laughs> they give like, they put him in. Like, oh, this is gonna be this is gonna be great. They give Flounder they give a gun. <laughs> Yeah, and there's like, go in and go in and shoot, go in and shoot him. He's like, <laughs> it reminded me because I saw King Kingdom before I saw this. It reminded me of the like, King. He's like, shoot, shoot the duck, shoot the duck, shoot the duck. Yeah, so it reminded me of that. Poor, poor flounder. Yeah, so he goes in. He's gonna do it. And there's like, two little blanks, right? Oh yeah. And I love the editing on this because it's like a scene. It's, it's like a bunch of scenes of the horse freaking out. 
So he goes <laughs> in. They're, they're loving it outside. He goes oh, in. He shoots the gun like at the ceiling, and the horse just drops dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, so funny, man. It died. Of, he died of a heart attack. Beautiful. Beautiful. It reminded me. I had to go a call back to Half Baked. Remember Buttercup the horse? Oh they yeah. They fed right. him all sorts of like candy and food and stuff like that. But he was a diabetic. <laughs> right. He was a diabetic horse and he died. I it just it was a call back to that. I was just laughing because it was just it was one of those like funny moments and you know yeah. <laughs> yeah. The next day the maintenance guys in there trying to get the trying to get the horse out. He's fucking measuring. He's measuring the fucking horse. I mean, obviously, it's funny because all you have to do is literally pick it up. And carry it out on its like side, you know what I mean? Like it's it's just so hilarious, though. Yeah, so, yeah, it, it's fine. Ultimately, it just like like starts a chainsaw. Yeah, because he's gonna try to sh- sh- uh, saw his legs off. <laughs> it's hilarious. Uh, it's, it's really funny. Yeah. Uh, next next scene. I'm not sure if this was. I think I might have read this was imp- this was improv. I'm not positive, but like the next scene is like in the lu- in the lunchroom, which I mean I'm in college. I, we we don't have this. Maybe this was like an old an old school thing, like eating off trays, or maybe it's not because I've heard like other uh, colleges do this. When, yeah, from Blue. when Belushi gets all this food. Yeah, yeah, he gets like a comically large amount of food. Like he gets like two burgers, a bunch of apples, a bunch of desserts. Like cottage cheese, he gets everything. You get literally like one of every, at least one of everything. Then I like he'll bite stuff and he'll put it back up. I think about Belushi, I'm like, I like you don't really notice until you're watching. Like he barely talks in this. He doesn't talk a whole lot now. He barely talks. Like it's a lot uh-huh. of like physical. It's like a lot of, like physicality to a lot of, like physical. A lot of like you know, like facial expressions in his performance. But he, st- but he does it so well that he, still, he doesn't really need to. He doesn't really need to talk. He still managed to be so funny. Yeah, yeah, he, he really is. Like Boone's trying to hit on one of like the pre- the preppy chicks. It occurs here this time that you see no black people at this college. Granted, it is sick. <laughs> it is sick too. They probably wouldn't have been allowed. <laughs> <laughs> but still, but still, gotta put gotta put one put somebody in there. Yeah, Bluto go. Bluto goes uh, sit, sit with them, and uh, Bluto goes sit with them. He's, he's eating all this food in front of them, like really, like really, like grotesquely. And I love this, like, like you look like a real pig pig. He's like, uh huh. And I, he didn't even say that. Like, I love, I love the look he gave, where he just like the way he just like flails his eyebrows. He's just like, he's yeah. like yeah, I know. It's like, it's like, it's a look where he's like, yeah, I know. We got a load of this shit. He's like, what, am, what am I now? He puts like a bunch of potatoes in his mouth, and he's like, goes like, he, he puts, puts potatoes in his mouth, and he's like. Pops it, he's like, "I'm a zit." <laughs> uh, so they, every, everyone like goes chase after him. Like, he calls for a food fight, but something something I think they drop they drop the ball on is that like, they don't they don't f- show the entire fight. They just show the star people people like rioting, and then it just cuts away. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you want to see the good stuff. Yeah, I know. Instead, we cut to the head of the preppy faction having erectile dysfunction. Yeah. Literally, like he's, which he's, is so, which is so funny. Like, uh, it's it's so random too. Especially like this chicks, they're like at a like a where they park. Yeah, and they're like a, like an overlook, and like she wears gloves to <laughs> to give them a hand job. Yeah, it's like, so funny. Rubber gloves. Yeah, but yeah, it's like it's like it's, it's supposed to be it's supposed to be this stuff. Like he, he, he can't he cannot get it. I was like, man, boy, you are too young to have erectile dysfunction. Seriously, <laughs> knew a guy. Knew, I knew a guy like that in high school, but no, nah, we'll we'll talk about that another day. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, so uh, this is kind of 
gave me a problematic scene, but kind of to be expected. So it's it's uh, Bluto gets a ladder to spy oh, on yeah. one of the sororities who are having a pillow fight, which girls have never had ever. Not like this. Yeah, anyway. I mean, no, I mean this is this is totally made for the obviously the movie. True, True but you know, you could, you know, it's, it's it's nice to look at. So it, I guess it does his job, right? Oh yeah, yeah. I do I do like the, the like the comedic thing where he's on a ladder and then like the the guy's date goes into the other room and he's like he's like hops he, hops along. He starts shift he starts shifting the ladder. It's really funny. You can hear it. You can totally hear it. You can totally That's hear the other it. Thing. But the other How thing, could like, you not hear that outside? But the other thing is like the girl is undressing in front of the window where he's where he is standing like how do you not see him but you know what though and you know how yeah you said yeah this could be seen as problematic i mean we see george mcfly doing the same thing in back to the future that we do. like we see that and i'll even i'll even go ahead and i'll go further and i'll say american pie 2 in 2002 right when they when they were um you know they were doing recon with the, the lesbian girls when they were painting the house or whatever so i mean to me, this was never a thing where it was like I thought it was like problematic. You know what I mean? I think this is just. I mean, it's this not was like, just in there for. It's not like amoral or anything, but it's also it's also a yeah. sex, it's also a sex comedy from the seventies, so it's kind. I seem like this is yeah, kind I mean, of to be is, to be expected. Yeah. yeah, and this is forty-two years ago. I mean, a lot has changed in that in that in that time. But what I'm saying is, you've still seen this this whole entire you know this whole type of synopsis or this you know this whole entire like scene or whatever play out in other films you know yeah so i mean again it's 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 not like it's not like good but it's also not yeah. like it's also not like make your skin crawl kind of thing no 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 for sure yeah something i always wonder they always make me curious about this like when he falls like you ever see like the ground the ground like oh moves my god like that? yeah like what, what, what is that is like like a, like a pad did he fall in like a waterbed <laughs> Because he clearly didn't fall on his back, because I mean that totally would have done some damage. Yeah, he clearly fell on something. But uh, oh man, Whew. yeah. Uh, on the on the next day, uh, we cut to D Day and Bluto stealing a test from their for their psych class. Uh, this, this, they go they go they go into the garbage. They steal the test, and they distribute it to every member of Delta House who has that class. But it turns out, oh no, they st- they stole the wrong they exam. Stole- this is where you know, like, there are a bunch of like, like, like screw ups. You know, only, th- only these guys could have, you know, potentially have all the answers to the test, but it's for a completely different, for a completely thing. different test. And I, yeah. do, and I do love the reaction where it's just like, it's like, if they find out every single one of our answers with scientists was wrong, everyone, those assholes yeah. stole the wrong fucking exam. <laughs> <laughs> and again. Another callback. I hate. I hate to keep mentioning it, but old school, same thing, where they're doing the, um, uh, where they have the van outside and Vince Vaughn and them. They're doing like communicating by like earpieces and stuff like that. Well, yeah, it's also, tests. but it's also like a thing yeah. where like you told me told me before this. You never seen this movie. I had never seen it before. No, and, but, and but like how seen... you said, you know, good. Yeah, like kind of how you said, you know, I'm surprised you didn't see this because this is like you know your type of you know your type of movie. You like that type of you know humor and stuff. And yeah, I mean, I I, I absolutely, I, I did li- I did like the film a lot. Like I, I didn't want you to think I didn't like it, um, but I just saw how much it old school really borrowed from this film, like a lot. Well, well, not just old school. Like you you see you seen a lot of the movies this influence. Well, well, any college movie, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So like when when you watch, it's kind of like watching, it's kind of like say you watch like Speed and Under Siege, and like White House Down before you watch Die Hard. 
Yeah. And then and then you watch Die Hard. It's like, oh yeah, I saw this movie. I saw this scene done, like the situation done in other movies. Like it's kind of yeah. It's, it's a weird thing like that. So. No, for sure. It's it just it was one of those ones where I constantly had that. Oh my god, like old school. Because I just think of that as like the the prominent. I would say the last fifteen years, like a college movie. You know yeah. what I mean? I think I I always think uh, think old school. So in celebration of their you know test results, they decide to throw a toga party. Oh, and also they find <laughs> out that they are this close to. Well, first of all, they are this close to not meeting the average for the fraternity average. Yeah, for their GPA because it's so low. They're also on probation at the beach. They cannot throw a party, but they're gonna do it anyway. Well, they, we're gonna do it anyway. Why not? Which I I do love the I do love like Otter's like Otter's one of my favorite characters. It may be my favorite in this movie because like I love his I love his like his attitude during this thing. He's just like, hey, look, we're we're not gonna like we're not we're not gonna pick it up. So we may as well just have fun bef- as much fun as we can before we get kicked out of college. Yeah, he's somebody who doesn't really. Yeah, you know, yeah, that's that's a serious thing, but he doesn't take things too seriously. It's more of let's live in the now type type uh, character. Right. I mean, he, he, and he and he's and you can just tell he's always trying to be so smooth throughout the whole entire film. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, yeah, so they get start, they start to get ready for the party. I do love the, like the next thing I toga toga and then like boom with his girlfriend. Like it's not it's not an orgy. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's a good line. I also like the, the stuff where they go to the food king. Like there's there's a scene where like they the, I think it's Otter throwing stuff to Pinto, not not to Pinto to Otter throwing stuff to Flounder. Flounder. And yeah, it's very clearly throwing, just like the director yeah. just like just like throwing random crap at at uh, Stephen first. Yeah, just to see if he's gonna like if he if he's gonna catch everything what he's gonna drop. Yeah, just to see hilarious. how much just see how much he can hold on to. I, th- I think that's funny. We uh, used to do that at grocery stores too, though. Yeah, uh, they try. They go to the meat market, and, and uh, Boone starts. Stuff, they're stuffing stuff in Pinto's shirts. Oh yeah, they're, stuff, they're stuffing like various meats. Which being good thing, like I wonder what they would do for Thanksgiving. Just like fake a pre- fake a pregnancy. <laughs> yeah, you got to bring a female. I mean, yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's also it's weird to see it's weird to see this that like Tom Hulse in a couple years will be nominated for best actor. Yeah. Who's he's 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 fantastic. It's what is not magic. He's fantastic in Amadeus. Yeah. Uh, Otter also meets an older woman who turns out to be the dean's wife. Oh boy. What? What? What are the odds? I mean, at the same time at the market. What? Yeah. This so yeah, you know, that's the foundation for that. And also, uh, Pinto meets a nice girl at the checkout. Uh, I do not remember her name. Claret. 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 Yep. Sure. Okay. Chlorette. Chlorette. Yep. God, that name. That that <laughs> name is not so natural. It does not. Uh. So yeah, he invites her to the party, and uh, Otter invites the dean's wife to the party. Cause why not? Cause I mean, not? you're already in trouble with the dean. Invite his wife to the party. Invite his wife. Oh, we yeah. also get to look at Flound- at Flounder's girlfriend, who is fucking smoking. I'll say. I'll say. She's gorgeous for somebody like you would think Flounder like. This kid's such a dweeb and, a, and like a you know which which, just which have, ha, yeah which arguably makes it even which arguably makes it even funnier. So I'll give, I'll give oh, a lot absolutely, of for that. yeah, yeah. But uh, um, it's just funny to see this girl coming. Like, oh my lord, she's like really attractive. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so and then I do, I do like the scene where like Bluto comes down from the stairs, like a guy's playing guitar, like like there it, yeah. there's always some dude doing that at every party, and he yeah. just does what you want to do. He takes the guitar and just like smashes it. 
Yeah, because it's like he always has these group of girls with him. Like he's like, oh, this guy's so musically inclined or whatever. And I like how Belushi just takes the guitar, just smashes the hell out of it. Yeah, uh, Claret Claret shows up, and they also have a, they also rented a band for the bottom. Uh, Otis Otis Day and the Nights, the only well, not the <laughs> only, but the first black people you see in this movie. <laughs> and yet the infamous shout scene, which this is, I think this this song. May have been like this. May be the most like famous movie it's, it's been in. Like ev- like everyone recognizes this song from this scene. Yeah, but should should uh, the Isley Brothers famous hit? Shout, yeah. obviously. Yeah, but yeah, no, this the song. Is, but this is the movie where like most like prominent movie. Absolutely, absolutely. And it's a, it's a fun it's a fun scene too. Such a great song. Oh, it's it's, a, it's an amazing song. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, the dean's wife actually does show up. <laughs> what? What a what? Co- what a dink. Why is she showing up? And also, uh, Boone is uh, not Boone. Pinto Pinto is about to have have sex with Colette. They go and they're about to get it done. Uh, but then she passes out. Now this is a problem. This is another problematic. Scene, oh, well, think, actually, uh, we'll, we'll, get, we'll get to that. We'll get yeah. we'll get back to that in a second because at yeah. the same time, uh, yeah. otters ha- otter. And the ultimate power play, the ultimate power male move. He has sex with the dean. Oh, wife. absolutely! But like you know, there's like Otter, Otter's designated room because he has like his bed like in a compartment, like in like a compartment in the room with like leopard print everywhere. Yeah, it almost looks like a Fifty Shades type shit. Like you just hit these little buttons and random stuff pops out. Yeah, exactly. So, but yeah, he he does that at the same time. Uh, co- col- uh, Colette, Clorette. I'm sorry, Clorette. And Pinto are about to have sex, but then she passes out. So, but then he's just like he's he's, he's at a crossroads. He doesn't know what to do. So, let's say this: the answer is obviously, don't do it. Yeah. Uh, so like and it's like a whole, like devil on the shoulder, angel on the shoulder thing. Which yeah. I wonder. This probably had it probably had to be one of the earliest examples of a film where it was in. One of the yeah uh, yeah. yeah I, I don't sure. know, I don't know if this was his first. I I doubt it. It might have been. I don't know, but. Yeah, uh, I, I do wonder what was the first one to do like the devil on the shoulder, angel on the shoulder routine. But yeah, he's got to be one of the f- it's first. Him, yeah, yeah. It, it's him contemplating whether or not he's going to have sex with her, even though she's unconscious. Ultimately, yeah. he decides not to do it, which is the correct decision. Yeah, which he, he clearly doesn't do. I mean, like for people like that are kind of thinking, "Oh, he did it." He really didn't do it. Though, he did. He, he ends he up did. taking her home in the grocery cart, which I think is funny because she works at a grocery store. Yeah. I think it's kind of funny. He also admits, to her, full circle he also admits yeah. to her in, her in a later scene that he, that like he never done it. He never done it before. So it's very obvious yeah. that he didn't, that he didn't do it. Yeah. So, but I can see it being problematic right. as a, like a, like almost like a date, date rape type thing. So yeah, I right. like, I, I get, I get that, but I mean, had he doesn't he, do it. So had he actually, me. had he actually done it, it would have been really bad, but he, he doesn't. Yeah. So. So to me, this movie's still not problematic yet. Not yeah, like not, up it, until it, this point. Up until this point. Up until this point, it's not like incredibly like oh god no. I mean, there's a scene there. Yeah, that's a little uncomfortable. Like, what's he gonna do? But he ends up not doing it. So then you're like, oh, it's okay then, you know. Exactly. We uh, we also find out that uh, Clarette is in fact the mayor's daughter. Of course. Yeah, uh, mayor's daughter, and like he calls he calls the dean really pissed off. Uh, which means Delta House is now on trial. Which is funny because meanwhile he's calling Warmer, and Warmer's wife is like literally just got home from the party, and she's laughing because she's all drunk. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so they're on trial to to maybe put on on suspension. 
The thing is, it's, it's a completely unfair trial. Like, n like not at all. Oh, yeah. Uh, they already have their mind made up of what they want to do. Basically, yeah, absolutely. So, uh, yeah, adults aren't getting out of this, but they give, <laughs> they give them a chance. They're just like, that's not true. Like, not another word. But the, I do love, well, first of all, the fact that, like, <laughs> the entire Delta, Fra Delta Frat is there. As a big no, it is. Yeah. <laughs> like, bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. Yeah. Like, 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 I think that's funny. But then I do love. Yeah. I do love Otter's speech because it's a speech that's like it's so, it's really about nothing, <laughs> but it sounds yeah. like it sounds like so profound. It's like, like if you if you decide to take us down, what you're really saying is you're taking down America, and me and my boys are not gonna stand here for it. Come on, let's leave. <laughs> And they all, yeah, they they, they, they all they walk turn out into like a patriotic, yeah, yeah. They all walk out like humming the, the humming the national anthem. National anthem is so funny. Yeah, yeah. This, this is actually I, I really dig. This is like a like you know kind of like a parody of a courtroom scene. Yeah, yeah. I think I think it's quite funny. But they come in and confiscate all their stuff. Like they like they take they take all the other thing of taking out. They take like all like their sculptures. They find a cow in there. And this is like the this is like one of the funny scenes I like when uh, Belushi comes out. He goes, "They took the bar, the, the whole, whole fucking bar." bar. <laughs> he throws him a he bottle, takes and he, a, he, bottle of Jack, and he's down like a fifth of Jack. Yeah, which I would not be surprised that that had to literally be a bottle of Jack. I mean, if if it is, Belushi has like he has like iron throat because that that has to burn. Yeah, but I think Belushi. I mean, Belushi at that time like was such a known for partying and stuff like that. I wouldn't be surprised if that actually was Jack. I would. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised either. Yeah. So, so, th so then you know they take a, they take a road trip. It was it's a uh, Pinto, Boone, Otter, and Flounder. In Flounder, I think it's his cousin's car. They take a road trip. Yeah, to, it's, it's like a yeah to Emily Dickinson College. I guess it's an all, an all female school. And they yeah. find and they find out that the girl Boone is apparently there to meet. Uh, oh, this, she, is so, this is so wrong. She she died. Yeah. Uh, did they, did they say how she how she died? I think she was like in. Was uh, it? she died like in a in a, it said an explosion, some kind of recent explosion. That's I guess. right. Those, those, so yeah, so those famous explosions yeah. that happen all the time at college. Oh yeah, you know, no big deal. Uh, but you know, Otto's the kind of guy when like his lemons, he makes lemonade. So he asks for dates. For he asks like, hey. Do, the girl, his her roommate, is like, "Do you want to go out with me?" Oh, bring some dates, bring some dates for my friends. It's uh, so funny though. She's like so quick to go on Otter. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's so quick. Yeah. So uh, they go out to they go they go out they go to a club where the band the same band from earlier is playing. Uh, they I walk inside scene. and they're <laughs> I, I do all this part like it's like uh, I do too. We're the only we're the only white people here. Everyone's looking at him like, "What the fuck?" It's so funny though. Yeah, no, that 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 is that is funny. But honestly, this is probably my least favorite segment of the entire film. Yeah, because I feel like this part gets a little boring. Yeah, because I feel like is that what you're saying? Is that what you mean? The, yeah. Like, the, the initial shock of it is is that in itself is really funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But after that, like the jokes are really few and far between. And it, I, no, I agree. I, I for sure. And when like when when they happen, they're really not that great. Like I do like the part where it's like, can we dance? Can we dance with your dates? And it's like, yep, sure. Yeah. And then they end up, yeah, yeah, they, yeah. And then they end up just like ab abandoning them while also wrecking Flanders' yeah. cousin's car. Which you knew obviously was going to happen. Like, what again? What movie? 
do they have to have the, the car in pristine condition and they always have it like a complete disaster by the end. So many, so many. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I feel like that segment, you can either like shave it down or cut it out. We wouldn't be, we, we wouldn't be that much different. The only scene I like about that when they go to that bar, I like when he goes, "Oh, that's my buddy Otis," or whatever. He goes, "Otis," and then they stop playing. Yeah, that, that, I thought that's that was kind of. I thought I, I did think that was kind of funny. Yeah, there are a few good scenes. There, there are a few good moments in there, but yeah, probably my least favorite segment of the entire film. I I agree though. I absolutely I agree there because I, I feel like it does, um, it, it does like kind of struggle to move along at that point right there. Exactly. Uh, so meanwhile, they get barred from participating in the homecoming parade. Uh, which, yeah, which is a big thing because all, all the other frats are doing it. And it means they're pretty close to getting kicked out. So they go to take, they, they try to get D-Day to fix Flounder's cousin's car, which is just completely wrecked. Uh, <laughs> and Boone goes to see his girlfriend, uh, Karen Allen, who it turns out is actually sleeping with Professor Jennings. Yeah. I, I, I do think I was like, that that's a huge uh, oh wow moment, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, th- there there are, I mean, you, there are clues that, that it's happening, but just to get like absolutely, but you don't think the writing's on the wall, but you don't fully see it. Yeah, to get confirmation like that's like oh god. It's like okay, we really did do that. Okay. Yeah, and Donald Sutherland's there. You see his ass in this movie. <laughs> yeah, she's getting an A in that class. Uh, yeah, she better. <laughs> Uh, we also find out that one of the other blonde girls, I can't remember which one, I think, I think it's Maddie. The, uh, I think it's something like the one, You're talking about the one the one that they try to get Otter where they're trying to set him up? Yeah, the, the one who lies to the head of the, the head of the other frats in order to... Oh, man. In order to get, to, break, to, get, or get to break up with his girlfriend. I know who you're talking about. I just I can't yeah. think of... Well, like I said, she lies to the head of the frat to get him to break up with his girlfriend, says she's sleeping with Otter. So yeah. they, she's like, she, she sets up Otter to get his ass kicked. She's like, hey, meet me in this motel, room six. He shows up to room six, and then, like, it's like a bunch of guys that just come in and just, like, kick his ass. Yeah. So meanwhile, while this is going on, the dean informs them that because their grade point averages are too low, they are all expelled from the college. Which is in, in this scene too. I, I think it's a little bit weird how the uh, the dean calls out Flounder. He calls him fat, drunk, and stupid. It's no way to go uh, about life or something like that. Yeah, just kind of like body body shaming him here. I think this is a little bit more not not problematic, but I I, I can see this being an issue just in general. I mean, sure. I mean, sure. I mean, it's it's, it's by far the like the not by far not the biggest one. In it, it, but. No, it's not. I, it was just something that I noticed. I was like, oh wow, yeah, like. Just something that I just I, I just made a note of. Yeah, so uh, they're expelled. The head of the frat still can't get it up because he's in the same position with a different girl. He still can't. He still can't do it. Just take the gloves off, man. There yeah, you go. T- take the gloves, skin on skin on skin. Let the love let the love begin. Absolutely, dude. That ED will fix right up. Literally. Yeah. So uh, they so yeah. Uh, also, Otter gets back and he's got his ass thoroughly kicked. Uh, yeah. And then we get maybe one of the funniest speeches I've ever heard in, in a movie. Where people are like, hey, it's not over. So we say it's over. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like, it's like, Otter's like, German, forget it. Forget it. He's rolling. And he's like, forget it. We're going to, we're going to keep, yeah. we're going to keep moving. We're going to, and basically, it's by, you know, it's basically like a, call, a call of the troops. 
to yeah, it's yeah. your Braveheart moment. It man. is your Braveheart moment. Eat your heart Absolutely. out, William Wallace. Seriously. <laughs> yeah, I, I do love this whole scene where they're all like, uh, you know, they're all like getting ready to just do something. You don't know what they're gonna do, but they're gonna do something really big. Yeah. Now, like we said, up until this point, this movie hasn't been incredibly problematic. I mean, there's a few scenes no, where I was like, yeah, that wouldn't really fly. But nothing like, eh, yeah, n- nothing like, ooh, kind of. Until well, this, we get to yeah, this, this is scene. where, yeah. Until we get to this scene. Uh, yeah, Boone, this is where we... Pinto goes back to see Clarets, And I do love the scene where like, it's like, they're like, one rock. <laughs> one little, little rock, little rock. Like a giant rock shatter like, the shattered the glass. Yeah. That's funny. So they, I want to know what what movie was that first a thing in? I wonder. Probably throwing um, throwing rocks at uh, a window. I'm not sure. Yeah, it's like everything. I mean, I, th- I think it might have been like a Shakespeare thing, but regardless. Yeah. Uh, they they go they go out. Uh, they're about to have sex on the on the football field. Like we said, like we said, Pinto says that. Oh, I never done this with a girl before. I need I need I need to confess that I never I never had sex before. He's like, oh, that's fine. I need to confess something too. I have been completely honest about my age. She says, I'm only 13. And every audience, I remember watching this, like, my jaw just, like, dropped all the way to the yeah. floor. Even when I watched it the other day, I was like, oh, okay, yeah. Question, question is, like, why, why do this? Like, why, like, why go that year? Because, first of all, she's very clearly 20 years old. I clearly say that, not 13. I say, that because, that, I say yeah. that because she's 20 years old. Yeah, and clearly does not even look remotely like a thirteen-year-old. Yeah, I, and I don't understand because, like, first of all, why? How did she get a job at thirteen? Because that violates that violates. Chi- it's very clear violation of child labor laws. That's yeah, number seriously. One. Two. Uh, two, like, like, wh- wh- why do you have to go that young? Like, it, c- it could have been just like just as like. It would have been like less gross. She was like, I, I, I misremember. I thought she said seventeen, but no, thirteen. If she had said seventeen, it would have been bad. But it yeah, would have like been if a she little... was a senior in high school, it would have been not as bad. Yeah, I mean, it would have been a little yeah. more passable. But 13? Yeah. You didn't need to. That's the thing. Kind of how you were saying, like you really don't need to do that because that really doesn't like. The only thing it does is like, oh my god, like he's. But regardless, she's still the mayor's daughter no matter what. Yeah, so what's if, the if difference? It, if it You've was already like, introduced the fact if that she she's said the like daughter. I was seventeen or I was the, I'm the mayor's daughter, yeah. that would have been yeah. better. But like God, thir- thirteen, like it, it's kind of just like shocking for shocking's sake. And that's what I think. I think it's just shock value. I, I don't think they're doing it to do like they randomly throw it out there to be like, ooh, look what we did. You know what I mean? But kind of how I just said, like you already released the fact that she is the the mayor's daughter, so you. That that shock value there is it should be enough. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now it should be stated he do, he doesn't he doesn't do it because he stops in the middle when she when she says her age. Yeah. And then and then it cuts and then it cuts the scene off. So st- I mean he he doesn't he doesn't commit the act, but still it's just it's, yeah. it's still just like a skin crawling scene moment. I mean it's there it's on the table in that moment you know yeah. Uh, but mo- but moving on from that incredibly uncomfortable scene. Uh, we go to the climax, and I gotta admit, the climax for this film is hilarious. It is pretty funny. Uh, so they're they're all standing up to you know mess with the homecoming parade. Like we said, they weren't allowed to compete or to to be in it, so they have to get enter in secret. So they disguise their ride as a cake and 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 drive it into the parade. Uh, one of them hijacks the band, so they lead them down an alleyway. <laughs> I do. I do like. I, that. I think that. I think that part's hilarious. Yeah, because like they, they all they, they lead him down an alleyway, 
And then like, <laughs> they, they all start like, walking into the wall. My thing is, okay, they're walking down there. They clearly see it's a fucking wall down there. Why are they? Why are they continuing to go down there? Yeah, I, well, yeah, that that that's that's the joke. Yeah. Like, bam, we'll, we'll it's, follow it's, the leader. It's, it's funny, no matter though. what. Yeah, no, it it is very funny. Like they they follow that baton no matter what. I I like that. Yeah, ride that baton to the end, man. Yeah, uh, there's also no alarm raised by anybody when a guy in an overcoat and sunglasses attaches a chain to the back of a float. No one says anything. Yeah, yeah, nobody recognizes any of this at all. It doesn't look suspicious. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, uh, shit's crashing, things are flying. I do love, like, a girl in a bunny suit flies to a boy's room. <laughs> things are being Playboy. Uh, says, Thank he, you, God. Reading Playboy product placement. I love it. That is funny, though, yeah. Yeah, uh, I do. I do like the, the the visual. Like one scene where like one float where it's like a guy's head, it crashes over a fire hydrant, and like water starts spewing from his like nose and ears and mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like like that like that's good. But then yeah, it, it keeps going because they just like wreck this entire parade. Like they throw marbles on the floor. They throw marbles on the floor <laughs> like to yeah. mess with the ROTC. They crash a bunch of floats. They throw a bunch of like explode like smoke, <laughs> like like smoke onto the thing. This is some serious, yeah, some serious parade ruining for sure. Oh yeah, and then I, the best part of by far is when they go in with the they go in with the, with the the truck or like the new yeah. like ramming vehicle, and they yeah. just like ram the the bleacher the the bleachers where the mayor the bleachers, and all the, yeah. all the important people are sitting. The death the like death mobile all, the death yeah. mobile is what it's called the Delta death mobile. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's great. And, uh, like I do like part where it's one of my favorite like like lime reads where D Day goes ramming speed and then just <laughs> go in and tails it. Yeah, it's just like a lot of like random destruction, and I, and I, lot, yeah. I find it funny. I think the staging is great. I think the editing sure. on it. I think the editing on all of this is fantastic. Yeah, because it's a reaction shot. Mitch was just like incredibly well staged destruction scenes. Like Kevin Bacon gets pancaked in the movie. Yeah, yeah, uh, and while all this is going on, like they're still they're still like destroying this parade, but uh, the lead of the fright he goes to the dean, just like, "Hey, it's too late to ask. We can come back." And then he goes like, "Robert Hoover, public defender, Baltimore, Maryland," and it's like sixty three. So they did get back in. I don't know how yeah. or why, but they yeah. got back in. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, like public defender, but public defender, Maryland. Uh, we cut to the lead of the frat, and it's like White House correspondent for the Nixon administration. <laughs> and it's like, uh, oh, what's up? Well, well, next is Larry Kroger. He's like, the, the uh, Claret text is like, hey, this is the boy who molested me. Can you give him a job? And he's like, uh, the editor for National Lampoon magazine. Yeah. <laughs> like, what, Larry Kroger, 66, editor for National Lampoon magazine. Yeah. Uh, we find out that uh, the head of the old frat is like, White, White, House, uh, White House chief of staff, Nixon administration. <laughs> And it's just like raped, raped in prison seventy four. Raped in prison, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That 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 I thought was funny. Uh, Otter yeah. be, Otter became a uh, Otter became a gynecologist. Of course he did. Go figure. Go figure. Uh, we find out that uh, D Day, of course, whereabouts unknown. Which is funny because that just makes sense. Yeah. Uh, bu- uh, flounder. What 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 happened to Flounder? Oh man! Uh, they, they say I it. couldn't tell you. Oh, first of all, Niedermeyer killed in Vietnam they by his own it. troops. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, that that is funny. I do I do like that. 
Uh, flounder. Oh, yes. Uh, sensitivity trainer. That's right. Sensitivity trainer. Uh, D-Day, whereabouts unknown. That's Boone and okay. Boone and uh, I think Mary is the character's name. Boone and Katie. Katie. Married 64, divorced yeah. 69. Katie. So, I mean, yeah, that 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 adds up. Yeah. And then the last one, the last one's far the funniest. Uh, Senator and Mrs. John Blutarski, Washington D.C. <laughs> yeah, which is hilarious. Yeah, I mean, it sounds it sounds it's like a big like what moment back then, but I mean, given what we had now, it seems like nothing. Yeah. Yeah, seriously. And that's and that brings us to the end of National Lampoon's Animal House. And how does it hold up? My in my opinion. Pretty well, actually. Like it brings a lot of. I think. I think it brings a lot of laughs. Uh, yeah, no, of, I agree. It brings a lot of laughs. A lot of good. A lot of good comedy. Really influential. I think it holds up. I mean, yeah, sure. That you have a couple problematic scenes here or there, especially that one really, really bad one towards the end. But I, I honestly That's think that the though, fact yeah. that the, these characters are all kind of awful. <laughs> the, yeah, they. Yeah, they are. And but I think that kind of it makes makes them feel like we said like the more flawed the character the more real they feel, and these guys yeah, do you, feel very yeah. very real. Like it's not that like you're rooting for them, but like you, you realize that they're kind of they are better than the other. Everyone in this character every movie every character in this movie is an asshole, but they're oh, like yeah. not as big of assholes as the other fraternity. So I I still like this movie quite a bit. So uh, Russell, you as a first time viewer, what what are your overall thoughts on Animal House? No, I, I think 42 years later, I think it ages fine. Yeah, there's a couple scenes that like you know you and I had talked about, but the, the only one that I really think of as problematic is the fact that we find out the mayor's daughter's 13. Um, outside of that, I, I really I, I enjoyed the film. I thought you know I did get a lot of laughs out of it, and you really do see where all these other movies got the influence from, like your old schools, like any of your college team Revenge of the Nerd type films, where you see. This movie really set the, the the precedent for what was to come within that genre. So yeah, it was fantastic performances all around. It's funny, um, yeah, kind of how you said. You know, the fact that these characters are flawed is what kind of gravitates us to be more invested in them, just because of the fact that they're they, the, that that's human. That's humanistic. You know what I mean? We we have flaws, um, as opposed to you know, obviously the omegas. You're always just rooting against the omega, so it's always. You know, good guys against bad guys. So, but uh, overall, I liked it. It was a good movie. I'm glad we uh, got to uh, check it out. Um, I think 42 years later, I think it still holds up pretty well. Right. A couple scenes like we talked about, but outside of that, uh, still a still a really good film. All right. So yeah, that's gonna do it for us here, uh, Russell. Uh, Want to get our plug before we head out? Yeah, find us on Facebook, Notorious by Chance is the group. Go ahead and get involved in that. Um, we put the polls up weekly for you guys to vote on what we uh, what we cover. Also, you can find us uh, Notorious by Chance YouTube channel, which we're going to get back into. I know we keep saying it. It's going to happen. But uh, check that, uh, check us out on uh, YouTube as well. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, at Chance World underscore 91. And uh, check out the show now where I compete. My final against uh, my partner, Mike Kalinowski, just posted. Not going to spoil it if you haven't seen it, but uh, it's a good match. Check that out. And uh, check out the, pa- the pay-per-view. We'll help publish soon. The uh, John Rogan versus Ethan Irwin and Deep 13 versus uh, Final Exam. And, uh, yeah, another pay-per-view this weekend. Uh, Kevin Smets versus Chandra Dandapani for the uh, Energy Geekdom Belts, as well as the Pride versus the winner of uh, Final Exam Deep 13, which is not going to spoil if you haven't seen it. But, uh, yeah, get your tickets for that. Join the Patreon. And, uh, yeah, that's going to do it for us here. And we will see you next week where 
we take a look at the neglected work of some very famous directors. So that's going to be an interesting episode. So uh, until then, we will see you next time.